0: the room 52 jokers wild was it in low budget you made your cut your teeth it turns out the statistics said it was Mm -hmm. actually 50 50 so you don't you can actually get an opportunity in let's say mike we call micro production under the five million mark now just for, for the sake of it and go they don't need to, you know, to be approved yeah. on something anymore because it might blow the budget. Yeah. They want, well, if you've shown your talent on the way up, then they, they will take a risk with you potentially as long as you package it end to end and says, this is our market, this is our audience, this is our subject matter. The great thing is you've seen, I've seen a bunch of women come up now from watching the Facebook, watching just, just the various film Facebook groups and you can see them. There's a Mo O'Connell's or Roisin mm-hmm. They're there. They've cut their teeth. They've got their shorts. They won a couple of awards but the jump now from the short budget i'm using a language accountancy going look the 2 yeah. grand 10 grand 50 grand something you're jumping from a 50 grand to a 500,000 and based on the netflix and amazon block you a uh, 7 cent a return of view you need to be delivering a 10 million viewer audience to get back your 1 yeah. million that's, something yeah, just that's to breathe that's even.
1: difficult in ireland particularly for some of the, the more sort of yeah. uh, the less commercial Kind of subjective, but I think it's it's multifaceted. So I think what you were saying, Garvin, that you know, the big companies, the big producers tend to go with what they know. So they know that these guys are going to be successful, they know their producer That's script this. that will make money, that will be good box office. So they have to start looking wider because those women are out there. You know, those women writers who've got this, the screenplay in the drawer, those women directors and producers are there. Some of them are in television, some are in animation. Some are making short films, some are making low-budget features. They have to go out there, they have to talk to Screen Ireland, to women in film and television, women in Hollywood, all of those groups and say, tell us where these women are. We want to find them and we
0: want to give them opportunities. If you join the Dots, it's just indie production for the moment in Ireland. Yeah. And that yeah. group is very, very focused with a bunch of players about to break out with because mm-hmm. their, their talent is there. Yeah. They yeah. just need the audience, yeah. yeah, that makes sense.
2: And the audience is there as well. You know, the, especially now collector. with the streamers. It's a too. Yeah. Mm, especially yeah. now with the streamers coming in. I mean, RT is always very difficult to break into and, and it's a whole beast. <laughs> <But>
3: <laughs> I, is, I wonder if is the streamers easier. are really an opportunity that people yeah. b- believe, yes. because I do um, think is. that they've, they've opened up uh, mm-hmm. an avenue, but I wonder if they're closing it in because we talked uh, about Amazon, uh, which I put something in about 10, 12 years ago. And I know... Yeah. CJ had said he'd done the same thing. And it yeah. seemed to open up opportunities that we are all hoping to, to avail of. And then very, very quickly, it just went the other way. Yes. Uh, and, and we can see now one of the things that I've noticed in the stories that I've been hearing from everybody this, this last week, which is actually reassuring in one sense, but it's also not in another, is that what you guys are doing this year, <laughs> we did 20 years ago, exactly the same thing. So in, in 20 years ago, uh, a group of us in Belfast were writing short scripts. Uh, we, we actually wrote 14 scripts altogether. together. Uh, we produced around about 12 of those. Actually, we produced 14 scripts. There are other ones that were going on in, in, in the background. Uh, we became known as the premier rejects because uh, Northern Lion Screen would reject us all the time in their premier scheme. And we were saying... You have to get your movie into this scheme and get rejected. Then we'll go and make it and kind of go, (laughs) and that's what we did. Uh, And the daft thing is, is that I have one of my little films is in their archive, (laughs) which they didn't support or have anything to do with. And they were kind of reflecting on what we did. And we ended up setting up all these film festivals. Now, people have managed to go on and do stuff, but there is, it is a lot of heart, you know, that energy that you guys are now showing was being Mm. shown at that particular point in time. The key is how to keep it going for the next 20 years.
2: Mm, yeah, I and I I find that a lot. Um I've been screenwriting for 3 years now. Um and I find that a lot. I find that exactly. So so people have one or two, you know, successes and then the energy just kind of goes.
3: Yeah. Yeah. And
2: so and and 90% of of, you know, all directors who make one big feature never make a second one. And that's really really <laughs> sad and it's really really sad. She's
0: probably um, not you, George there now that that's, that's I not know, the I know at all. it is true it's <laughs> true
4: it because and I so spent
2: 14 to... years
3: on my second feature film at the moment. Exactly.
2: <laughs> and so it is it is quite sad especially in the indie community and especially in the kind of smaller realm that we all operate in. Um it is quite disheartening to see that so many so many writers so many directors so many producers do one big thing and that eats up their entire energy, and then that's done. But yeah. the great advantage you have as a writer is, especially if you don't write and direct, which is what I don't. I don't direct. Um, <clears throat> is that you don't have to limit yourself to just the one project. You can have yeah. as yeah. many irons in the uh, in the fire as you can possibly kind of fit in there.
0: My wife has invested in a toolbox. I don't have one, I've got masking tape. I'm Homer Simpson. If masking tape does not solve the problem, you're talking to the wrong person. Because I couldn't even do it if I wanted it because I don't have a screwdriver and I don't have the tools. It's a job to some, it's pleasure to others. It's work. I don't want that work. Laurie, get back in the game. <laughs> no, you, got me. you cannot wait. You got
4: me on the gender bias thing because I was thinking about that. And you
0: know what? There you go. We got that. We got the whole. <laughs> yes, we do. And
4: I think the thing is, whether it's space aviation or it's engineering as a subject or it's even being a mechanic, I think for so long, let's face it, Guys, you've had, you know, you've had the glass ceiling and you've kind of sat on it for so long. And now we're just trying to say, you know what? We don't longer just want to look at the glass ceiling. We want to smash the glass ceiling and actually have ownership of this. Because let's face it, let's be honest, when it comes to the smaller, intricate parts. And unfortunately for you, I am one of those women whose father said to me, before you own a car, you need to know what a car can do. So he opened up the front of the car, the hood of the car, and had me look at it. Because he said, there's no point taking the car to the mechanic when you don't know where the water is, you don't know where the oil is, and you don't know where the basic things are. You don't even know what a head gasket is, let alone
0: what, you know, all oh, of those yeah. things. That's a terrible word. That's a curse word. <laughs> you hear the word head gasket, and you just know it's ka-ching, ka-ching. The word I'm going to use is head gasket. And that means two grand grand plus grand, five grand, keep going. The figure I'm going to come up with is worth more than the car. Absolutely (laughs)
4: agree with that. And then here's the part that I don't like. So you show up to the mechanics and you're a woman, right? And you show up and you say, well, the light is going off. It's on the dashboard, like you so rightfully said. And what happens? All I want you to do is tell me about the light. But what happens is the mechanic, most men, especially when you're a woman, just keep the price going up. So we go from just the light that you need to figure out, give me a diagnostic, to my wheel alignment is off, to now you've got something wrong with your drive shaft. Next is, let's have a look at your transmission and gearbox. I just showed up for the light.
3: You've just now mentioned, if if you don't know the knowledge, that's when they can keep putting the price up. And it's the same with solicitors. We were always taught, you need to know your game. You need to know what it is legally that's going on so that when the solicitor comes to talk to you, you actually probably know more than they do. And they're just a cog in the wheel as well. They will go and talk about all sorts of things and blind you with their type of science. But if you have knowledge about what it is that you're going to talk about, then they're defences as well. And I've known this with other people who have tried to give me massive great big bills for something. And I went, hang on a second. I've researched the job. I know it doesn't cost anywhere near that. You've just doubled the price and you want me to pay for something that uh, I'm not prepared to pay for. So it's about these perceptions of things that are, are going on. I also want to kind of return to something <clears throat> because I know I've gone to speak to people with my wife The person's actually called my wife and asked her to go along to talk, and I've gone with her, and quite often it's been a man. So I'm nearly six foot, my wife's five foot, and the fellow would be somewhere in the middle. He starts talking to me, and I've actually said a few times... My wife's the one that called you. You need to be talking to her, not me, just because I'm standing there. I'm not the customer. My wife is, and she's intelligent enough to know exactly what you're talking about. Give her the respect she deserves because she's the one that's the client. And if she doesn't like what you're saying, she's the one that's going to walk away and not pay you.
0: we just went off our little rant and we're saying, if you were doing the reset with women, would that include, they're more honest. Than these men. The job is motor mechanic, the job is car salesperson, the job is, you know, but does the same associations also go with the job functionality? Will they then be going, I walk in and there's a lovely girl mechanic there behind. My car is broken and she starts giving me your widget and your didgeridoo. I've gone on for a little walk now. Oh, that's a ka-ching, ka-ching. So they can functionally have the skill set. They can run the showroom. They can run the, the mechanic um, outlet. But are they going to then take on the rest of the guys of, you know, you wear the suit of the job that's there or is it going to be a nicer flowers and cappuccinos in the corner, welcome you in and go, here's the price list and it's all much more, we won't screw you.
4: Well, look, to be honest, I think right now when we look at what's happened, especially with COVID, right? We went from all the liberty in the world to restrictions that were absolutely out of everyone's control and now we're in that mad frenzy of survival and this is financial survival. So every like, you know, like George rightfully said, you have to have that decision that you make whenever you're doing business. Is it that you love what you do and you're charging a fair price? Because let's be honest, there's some things we've all paid for. And then six weeks down the line, you see the same thing and it costs nothing close to what you paid for. I mean, classic yeah. example is game consoles. Anybody who has kids who have game consoles, if you purchase them, let's say Black Friday, By the time you get to Boxing Day, by the time you get to New Year's Day and post-New Year's Day, you could kick yourself for how much you paid before it was Christmas for purchasing all those things. But could you tell a 10-year-old, I'm sorry, daddy was waiting for the price to be just right for me to buy it for you and they expect you to open it on Christmas morning? Of course not. So there's all these things associated with what am I going to charge? What am I going to get for it? But I think the thing for me that gets me is, do you do what you do because you actually love it? enjoy it and when you price things you're pricing them not out of this necessity of survival but make your margins absolutely understand that make your profits totally agree with that but when it's to the extreme i have a problem with that because at the end of the day how do you sleep at night and what sort of conscience do you have well yep. you don't have one anymore you know i don't get that
3: do you have a a, a map a, a- of where you hope to
0: get to over the next year You're now talking business planning 101 there, George. Yeah. Your mission statement, Your five-year plan, your know, five-year, 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 five-year plan year in that matter yeah. Or does that matter? Or does that matter? Or you're thing. happy to be living in the now.
5: Yeah. Oh, God, no, lads. There's definitely a five-year plan. I think they're, like, I know people are like, oh, five-year plans, whatever. But um, no, there's always uh, a five-year plan to so find 2018. We set one, And, like, what we knew that we really wanted to do and what we wanted to spend our money on um, was their best equipment, their best cameras, their best sound gear um, and their best people to help us to kind of along our journey. So exactly, freelancers, hiring, like Liberty Smith, that producer that I've already mentioned. So so much of my skills that I have learned just through like shadowing her um, and it's by hiring these people. So we really what we've said for the next five years that we wanted to do was we want to become self-sufficient. We wanted to grow Wild rice Fitness to a place where we were able to really keep up with the big boys who had been in this industry a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, and we want to be able to really work hard to um, just, um, I suppose, invest in ourselves and invest yeah. in our equipment.
0: That is it. Now, there's a strange thing. The accountant to me is coming back out and going, I oh. uh, people used to come to me with a five year plan. We're going, okay, that's great. What's the fifth year? Can we do that in six months? If you could accelerate that and do it in the next 12 months, would you? Would you can you sell the story of the plan of Wild Rice Films to an investor to see you as the next go to agency under your model of how you do it?
5: It's such a difficult one. I think the only. Ugh do I want to bring wild rice Films to a place where I have employees? Um, and it's kind of like, oh, right now the answer is no, but like I know in the next couple of years, um, like me and Rich want to move back home. We're currently in Bristol. I want to go back. I'm from Duny-Gall. I'm from Bundorn. Um, but I want to live in Sligo. I'm not too far from the beach <laughs> um, you know like there's some, there's there's some, some good pos- fish and chip pos- shops there
0: I know yeah. I know the fish and I chip shops that. are a pretty good oh, thing like, like. we're going to work on this we're going to accelerate that yeah. plan but I yeah. know
5: like you know, like the work I,
0: doesn't change work doesn't that's change. just yeah, the work.
5: work yeah work doesn't change well certainly doesn't change um, but like I'm a young woman there will be a time when I obviously want to start a family with me rich want to start a family and stuff like that um, and then is when I would want to like i would want to make sure that we're self-sufficient enough that we can replace myself with somebody that we trust yeah. um and i know how hard i work we might need two people
0: that's the problem um, you need you you're know? doing seven <laughs> jobs <laughs> we keep on underestimating the budget yeah you're yeah, going no, no one is doing those hours yeah. no
5: one no one no one does do, no one will ever do the same hours as a small business
3: okay let me reassure um, you though that uh because yeah. because i've actually I've actually worked through having two young sons who are now in their third well, one's in their thirties and we've got grandchildren now. But the but things do adapt when your needs require. So you don't have to give up things
0: that you thought you might have to give up. You know, that that's very important. Time is now the most valuable thing. Always oh, was the most valuable <laughs> oh, no. thing. We're just more aware of it now, going, we're not gonna give you a second, third, and fourth chances. We haven't got time. This is it take us as we are. We can make friends and influence people. We can go on journeys together. You're reaching out. You know, as I said, one of the little IMs you wrote back to me was, you know, what have I got to offer? Or, And that's the, actually the other thing is every single person we were talking to said something similar. Yeah. Immediately, the imposter yeah. syndrome stepped in and we're going, no, you're the expert. You're the MAM film. You've got three shorts. You're winning awards. You're, go, you're out there. You're doing it. I'm talking about it. You're doing it. So you're the mentor to me. You're actually the reason I'm stepping out of the room. George has been out of the room. He's so far out of the room for so many years. You know, he doesn't need to step out of it. I have to get him to step back into it. Well, actually,
3: there's some interesting things there, because as someone that mainly has been an editor, although I've been a lecturer as well in media production and and creative medias, what I found is that the pandemic actually got me talking to more people in this environment. (laughs) You know, because I, I was able to talk to and get to meet more people.
0: If he can get a word in get get a me, word
3: but- in F, <laughs> <laughs>
6: That is true. The one thing I have noticed is networking online on Zoom is much better because usually you're all in a room. You can't hear anything after five minutes because everybody's talking. And you're like, what? what, what, what? Yes. So actually networking. And and if you get into this kind of, of virtual room. Zoom as they
0: say. Zoom messicus, yes. I have to say,
6: you get more of someone's attention, which I suppose yeah. is, is worth the effort of, of reaching out and uh, you know, they say this, it's been a good time to write to um, you know, to send your script, ask if people want to read because they have nothing else to do, but
0: you know, I don't I think, think are the are same they've like, a script reader has the yeah, same amount of work they had before to read. That's What's enough. happening is now they have 600 scripts coming into them where they are only one, they haven't changed. And they've the one ask what every pitch in my language is, is, that script is an investment. If it doesn't treat itself as an investment, or have the partners in the in the in the, in the organisation to understand it's an investment, looking for money to be made to pay for jobs, then it it has less chance of success.
6: I mean, I you know, it's it's one of those things where actually, as a writer, I want to be in a team. And I want to collaborate because that's now yeah.
0: there we have it. You're stepping I, out you're... of the silo. You're bringing the A game. I'm the script. I'm the writer. I'm the script editor. This is a, this is where I want to be. My skills to heavily be in in those I am to be credits.
6: Mostly, I need um, you know good feedback and people who are honest about whether this you know what works and doesn't work in a story, because that's you know most of the aha moments come from someone else, either not liking what you said and wrote or. Or coming at it from a completely different
0: angle. Oh, that's interesting. You're saying am I, am I hearing that right? You don't want well, yes, men or women or anywhere in between, you want no in the sense of but critique in the sense of critical. It's not because if everyone says yes, you will learn nothing.
3: I've learned writing through editing programs together. And that's a collaborative process with a director or a producer or some other people where you're 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 constantly testing what you're doing. And the first thing you have to get used to as an editor is is not to take personal criticism from what's being said because it's not about you it's about the shape of the film that you it's have in front of you it's the process and I think a lot of writers would actually enjoy that process as well and and that's
6: one of the things I learned and you know on a small scale producing um and co- while well, co-producing the two shorts um you know <laughs> God, I, I have learned that what I write on the page better be able to be put on screen pretty easily
0: because I, you know. No, I watched your short. I was swiping left and right all over the place there last <laughs> night. You go, no, very, very um, excellent. I was, um, it got my attention. I liked the humor. I see how it won the little prize and go, and I got you. It was your hello and got you in, I believe, in the sense of it was your stepping stone onto the path then decide to go a that little bit deeper help. and further.
6: I had a great yeah. time. It got me hooked, and also because I come from marketing, you know, that's quite an advertisement. You know, yeah, it's it's like an advertising piece, really. You know, it's like a product.
7: Because I usually make comedies, but uh, that is probably one of you know that's a social realist drama, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so the feature um, has developed on from that, and we have our first draft, and we were talking to producers and things like that, and um, yeah, so it's just about finding the right production house Mm. you apply for more screen ireland funding basically with that production house behind you Mm. and then eventually production funding and you shoot the thing then so that's Mm. that's the plan but we have to get the right producer the right production company
3: and how, how many versions of the script would you go through would you have a process that you'd go through to limit the number of times you go through writing a script or would you keep working away at it
7: uh no i i mean it's a kind of intuitive with me so i'm not uh, it's just saying I'm, I'm really bad at telling people what to do because i kind of just follow my own intuition on stuff and if i'm happy with something i'll shoot it like hold
0: on a second you said you're a director and you're very bad at telling people what to do now that's oh, that's, that's like,
7: yeah no i am <laughs> but i can't like you know when i'm writing something you know like it's kind of unusual when an idea comes to you you know and it's kind of special and you kind of nourish it and then you uh, have a bit of courage and you you try to bring it into the world and stuff. But you'd be very careful about who you show it to and stuff. Say, for instance, with Proclaim. That came out, that was the first draft, basically. And I had done loads of research and I had, so a lot of the things that Connolly says and all the printers say, they did say those things. Like I researched it that much and that's that's what they said. And they said that 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 is what Connolly said. So I made sure that I got a lot of, you know, old Dublin speak right. But when I showed it to like some DOPs who didn't end up getting the job, like, they would tell me, oh, you know, people don't talk like that. You have to, you have to take that out. And I was like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, OK, <laughs> and didn't think.
4: <take>
0: <laughs> yeah.
7: But I didn't work with them. You know, I just thought they're not the right person for this because this is I don't know. I had a strong feeling about it.
0: Are you are you precious or are you able to let go?
7: Well, I mean, it would depend on what they're asking me to let go. So that's the thing. Like, I mean, if it was something that I just, you know, that, you know, I wouldn't go with them then you know, and I'd, I'd back away and I'd find someone else who's, who's right for it. But I mean, if there was something that I could let go, then I would. I mean, I'm not necessarily precious, but I would fight for something that I thought was right, you know.
3: We've heard a lot of people that said that they don't know how to say no. But I think there are times where you just you just say, no, I'm not having that. I'm not going in that direction.
7: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's really hard. It's a, it's a pull and tug all the time, you know, like going forward or going back, saying yes, saying no. And it's really... I mean that's why life is hard you (laughs) because you don't know what is the you know are you right or are they right it's 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 really hard to know sometimes but uh really follow your joy i would say you know it's it's it's, it's your project and you're allowed to make mistakes as well even if they are right you know it doesn't matter like it's it's still yours and if you want to go off and make the film and you know it you know, there might be imperfections and there's imperfections with every mm. every film and,
0: and then. Oh, that's where the businessman here jumps back in and goes <laughs> no. I I keep on saying to George, it's not yours anymore. What it is is it no, no to take the language ease in the sense of the journey from short to feature is a journey from, you know, let's say no budget to what do you think that feature is? Is it a half a million something, a million, a two million? What, what what size is that feature in your mind, based on the first pass of your understanding of it, without doing a line budget? It's no longer anyone's. Actually, it's a hundred percent owned by the investor. It is not owned by the scriptwriter or or the, the cameraman or anyone else because everyone got their payday. How do you feel about that sort of ideology about that journey? Or oh,
7: like I definitely understand it, but I still think at the end of the day, like you know it's a
8: bet traditionally it's a genre that americans are very keen on but it's it's really challenging to find financing for sci-fi films horror films even when they are elevated uh, as in a you know, smart genre films it's still quite difficult because traditionally funding funding bodies just don't give money to genre films so right there by establishing ourselves and our brand as genre filmmakers i guess that's um disruptive for lack of a better word uh, it's what, what is really interesting is that actually now uh genre is kind of trendy it's back in fashion in europe yeah. so actually a lot of people are trying to do genre um, but hopefully people can recognize the filmmakers who have been doing it for a long time and are really passionate about the genre. I've been trying to do really good, um, uh, to write and produce really great genre films. And I think that you know, eventually our uh, uh, disruption will pay off. No,
0: what I've heard, of Stephanie, is, you see, myself and George end up in these conversations at different times and going... In the bigger productions that already have their have their streaming in place, have their sales and distribution channels, the this the weird thing with a bloom model is you could spend a hundred thousand and get an eight hundred percent return, but you might lose seven out of eight times, and if the first seven are your losses, you're never going to get invested in it again because the investor once it's, it's it's we keep on saying it's Shark Tank, it's Dragon's Den, they're going. They're, they're the making of you. It. It's their money. Everyone else is a bill, a wage. They don't care. It's how do I get my money? How do I... But they want to give you the money to explore your passion. And if the passion is not art, but more the genre with a return, then that's all they want to hear. And that's what we suddenly realize. Depending on who the customer is or the language we're talking to, you know, the end customer never gets to see the film unless the customer of Investor... C is how he's going to make money.
8: I think it's a tricky, tricky question because I, I know filmmakers who actually are, are financially solid enough to invest in their films, but the question is, it's not actually, it's, it's almost as challenging for them because they also want to recoup their own money, which is fair yeah. enough. But the problem is there's no guarantee you recoup them, your money un, unless you make a brilliant film and you cannot, yeah. it's, 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 a, it's an art form. You cannot guarantee brilliance or success. So if, you, if you're if you trying to, really striving to make a great film, it could be that you don't quite achieve your goal. And if you don't achieve your goal, if your film is not good enough, then your, the sales agents won't be yeah. a tier one sales agent. If it's not a tier yeah. one sales agent, then the prices of your movie won't be enough for you to yeah could rec- uh, and it's so word. hard truth and it's,
3: it's, it. it's yeah well yeah, yeah there's a film I think out recently a horror movie called Silence or something and the whole thing is about everybody trying to be as quiet as possible and trying to work out ways to communicate to one another and and there is silence there's not even music I think and the tension builds up because you're kind of going what the hell's going to happen so next you just
0: imagine someone in the cinema eating oh, popcorn I know. you're going to be, you'll be fucking yeah burnt. if you heard them be crunching, crunching up kind of, on the shut up, <laughs> up. <laughs> so out. I mean, so now we're back to going. It's budget, it's to try and get that production value yeah. well, with minimum budgets.
9: That's the, creativity, budget. that's the yeah. creativity within it, and that's what filmmakers are there to do. You know what I mean? We can have discussions on finance. I know they have to work together at some level. But if you start crowding the mind of your creatives, you're not going to get your the best product. You know what yeah. I mean? You have to. That's why there are those different areas. To me, anyway, is because you have to give people the space to do really well at what they're good at and allow them to do that. And 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 people will find ways around it. I mean, when you read a book, I mean, I certainly visualize every moment as I read. I don't read with like a blank mind and see just see words. I see what's trying
0: to be. Put. Now, have you gone to many a cinema afterwards after reading the book and going that didn't bloody happen? <laughs> I'm very disappointed with that. And you go and, and like see where they cut that with your mind's eye. You're going, well, we know why that wasn't in there. Yeah. No budget. Yeah. But <laughs> I,
3: I've gone to the pictures. I've gone to the cinema and watched a movie, and I've come out and I've got my impressions of what it was. And I listened to a couple of people behind me talking about the movie, and I went, that's not the film I've just watched. What was the film you just watched? And they have a totally different concept of what they, what the last hour and a half was they went through. And I kind of go, whoa, that's fascinating just to sort of explore those sort of ideas. And I think that, you know, I mean, you, you were talking about a, a short time ago trying to get back to work. And yeah. the, we've, we've discussed this before, the kind of imposter syndrome. And, and over the last few years, I've gone into training to become a counsellor. And and it's like people watching, and it's it's fascinating just listening to to these people. And one of the things you 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 were, you're were in a kind of triad situation where someone's observing uh, another person that's counselling, and the other person is the person being counselled. And I started to experiment with the idea of being, one, a character from one of my movies, which happened to be a girl called Aoife, and in another one, an 83-year-old I'm even, man. I'm
0: not even going to comment no, on this one. but the thing was, yeah.
3: but I didn't have to do anything. All, me all I ammunition had to do here, George, stories.
0: Be aware what no, you're no, doing. No, no,
3: absolutely. But I think that... that, that Exploring the way that people think and the way that people interpret and the, and 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 playing around with those roles in a very, very simple sort of uh, scenario with three people observing one another is so fascinating because without machines and stuff around you to capture that, you're creating stories or you're seeing stories evolve that can help look at, you know, create tension and all kinds of stuff that was going on. And, and, and as, a, as a, an observer, which is what the audience is, you're suddenly seeing this interaction which becomes so fascinating between two human beings. And, and that only needs intense. two cameras.
9: And it feels incredibly tense. And there is this kind of move, and I think it's because they're like, oh, the kids are just watching YouTube, and it's all quick, 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 and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And that's fine, and I totally get it. Mine do. Like, they play games, they're doing this, that, and the other. But there's still a lot of kids who are literally watching someone else play a video game for
0: six hours. Yes. No, that's what I, we've touched on this before. Yeah. I want Mike, if they're honest, I want them to be a creator, not a user. But they're still, because if you're just consuming someone else being the, but they're still going
9: back and watching a lot of films that I would have watched as a child because the story is there. They're interesting characters and they can, relax and watch them the reason they watch those youtube it's a form of meditation i think to some
2: extent
3: well <laughs> something that was fascinating because i i watched i did what you're saying i actually watched my 32 year old son playing a tank game no it was uh, they they landed these soldiers into an island and they had to accomplish something yeah. but he he was in canada and I was sitting there with him. He was talking to his mates in, in Ireland and Texas and all sorts, yeah. and they were all playing. Yeah. They were actually like soldiers going on a mission, having a discussion about what it was like back home, and then suddenly having to deal with a, a crisis that occurred as the characters, and then they went back to being – and you went, there's, there's, a, there's a drama in that, which is yeah. really quite fascinating well, actually, we're back to
0: watch. To George. My, if you think of the Minecraft uh, YouTubers yeah. – mm what they do what, beyond the game now no they've created an entire story they're going they've actually scripted it they're going on a journey it's an adventure they're going to find x and fight y and and this is the narration and the narration is nearly comedy and then they start realizing i'm running out of lines on myself here yeah. so there's four and five of them now as a group having the and that's what my kids were watching when they were a little bit younger it was there's more chance of a comical, you know, improv script around the framework of structure yes. of adventure, yes. which they started putting into it. So these are nearly the filmmakers of tomorrow, but these are actually making more than the, than the filmmakers of today sitting at home, as I say on a regular basis in their underpants, basically narrating Minecraft. And I'm going, we and I'm trying to give business advice. And I'm going, no, I need to be talking to them. Yeah. It's the other yeah. way around. Well, you the look teacher, at, um, the people's yeah. become the teacher. A lot, a, lot you those, look at
9: what's, a lot of those people have, you know, 30 or 40 employees who play and record. Yeah. Now they have, exactly. And then yeah, they yeah. over them. So they're not actually necessarily playing the game. You're, you know what I mean? So they write yeah.
3: the script. But yeah. there's, there are yeah. lots of yeah. creatives yeah. now. Yeah. Uh, uh, there's, a, there's a games. The game engines of Unity mm. and Unreal now are being used by filmmakers to create you Know virtual worlds yeah. that look almost, I mean, the, the was it um Mandalorian, the, the Star mm-hmm. Wars movie was using them to project, you know, uh, and they got the right, right reflections. But the kids are playing around with these tools and coming up with amazing worlds that they wouldn't normally have been able to do, you the know. The other
0: thing is, George, the kids don't realize they've already done the training, yeah, they're using drop down menus. They're built, I mean, they're, uh, I started using. Teltext the other day, or something. And what it is, is menu driven. You you start going, What's in every box? What does it do? The kids are actually building worlds, yeah. even at the most basic level, with the tools available, being web tools. And the strange thing is, they're actually already geared up at 14 years of age to go work in animation, do character rigging. They're building their characters, they're putting on their armor, they're, they're picking from different structures, they're manipulating them. I go, Actually, I, the amount of learning that's now implied in, in these what seemed like games, they're, the half the time my son is actually getting ready for the game, it's the, it's the pre-structure, the pre-arming, you know, the pre-planning and therefore it is actually, I'm very excited because most of the tools of some of the jobs in this industry going forward is, as you said, cinema or, or film is now going to be more real engine than yeah. possibly out in the wilds. I mean, explain Euro... Linguistic
3: programming. Has, no, a, George, I'm not letting no, you do. go there. Yeah. No, sorry. No, this no, is no no program. I do. No, 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 no. I think this is important. Just in a few in few moments to explain that kind of process because go on. You were talking. Jesus, that's
0: going to be on every single show out no. there. I'm an LFT no, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. This is what it is. What it is. It, no, I, on, think, on. I
3: think I think it's part of the because you've talked about the, the 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 things that you were doing in the past, there sort of garvin. So I think it's it is important just to. To connect to that kind of sense, just just very briefly, because then we'll move on to aliens in a short time, I'm sure, <laughs> and we'll get that yeah. that part going. Yeah. But just well, briefly, just give a yeah. just to give us a kind of concept there. Yeah, you've got ten seconds.
0: There? Nine, eight, seven, six, <laughs> no, five, stop four. Stop it! Stop
3: it! She'll hypnotise <laughs> you and okay, make exactly. you think that you're a little fairy in a second or two, <laughs> and
0: that's you'll flutter away you somewhere. I know I am. Yes, yeah, there's, there's no no thinking involved there. That's a that's a given. Go on. With Sorry, so and we're talking the about difference-
3: the 19th century concept of a fairy. Nothing else, okay? Just in case the audience picks up wrong and thinks we're yeah. talking about something else. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. The
1: the difference between um what I do and what a lot of NLP practitioners say they do, as as Garvin just said, or oh, another NLP practitioner, I'm not an an NLP practitioner. Um, first of
0: all, he's a kickass black belt. <laughs> mastermind
1: that's it exactly I teach my own system um, the mastermind method which is which is and as we were we had a bit of a chat before is is the concept of everything that I've learned so far which includes if we want to label it NLP Mm. if we want to label it NLP because remember NLP was just a label that Richard Bandler and John Grinder the creators of it Gave it. Now they didn't actually create it. It was already there. So, a lot of NLP practitioners, because obviously it's different levels, so a lot of people say they're NLP practitioners, but what they've done is they've just done a one course, and they've done you know a few days training, and they <laughs> think, or they even think, as we're saying, a little knowledge can I'm be. you doing that course, yeah. actually. Yep. <laughs> yeah they think yep. well do do my course obviously oh, uh, No, as that, Oh, I
0: was a free one thank you very much we'll take that coupon <laughs> well, discount, i have a free one discount. starting next week yeah. yeah i have
1: a free course starting next week <laughs> um but like people do will do a free course or they'll do even a one week long co- course and they think that they're experts in a subject yeah. and we all know that that doesn't work that way my favorite saying is it's also oh, right to be wrong you know, because every time that you prove yourself wrong, you've you know those biases, those blind yeah. spots, you've expanded your your map. So the way I see NLP is very simply it's it's a universal method. There they are universal principles that have always been there. And it is how to influence somebody in the most beneficial way, either yourself or somebody else in the most effective way. Now, a lot of NLP practitioners, what they'll do is, and hypnotists, by the way, they'll learn scripts. They will learn techniques and they... In, in my humble opinion they haven't got a clue what they're doing because all they're doing is you know you're you'd say, it's regurgitating <laughs> yeah they're
0: yeah. regurgitating yeah. they've learned. I've got their, a spot I've, of- I've, the sun is shy sorry about this but the sun is starting to, and George won't give out to me it's starting oh, to here God God starting goodness to gracious that here. green screen if it doesn't I, work I, I'm going to get cool. up leave you two to us and close <laughs> I, the I, window I can see this you know. okay. Yeah. okay that gives it so a few moments what
1: they will do is they will learn a script or a technique and they think they understand it but all they've been doing is they've been given the fish. They haven't been taught how to fish. So, yes. so I like to do it the opposite way around. I like to teach people, show people the principles, and then they can make up it their own is. scripts. They can use their own methods once they understand the principles. Because in my opinion, again, all the modalities are are have the same principles. Yeah. It's just we've yeah. labeled them for marketing purposes. So, so. And I think no, that, that NLP, NLP is hypnosis, etc., cetera, yeah.
3: et cetera. Well, I know that. Uh, I mean, I, I mean, I've studied education. I, I've taught people how uh, how to to learn how to do stuff. And, and and it's not the teaching. You don't want to be teaching. If you're teaching, you're actually it's wrong. It's all about the learning. It's how people learn, and you, and you become sort of person centred, and your focus. Uh, and I was talking to someone the other day. I. Yeah, actually, I, George, I'm driving up gotta to the i to stop pictures. for a second and go,
0: I'm what that You're the educationist. He's I'm the educationist, yeah. Of, I don't know how many subjects, right? He's got a master's in this, that, the other. He keeps on telling me. <laughs> That's the great thing about it. So I know he's read a lot of books, and he's actually mastered them all, and he got this... Ticker to say he is no, qualified. No, 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 no. Yeah. No, no, that's fine. I am the opposite. I am the one you're talking about. I went and read the introduction chapter <laughs> to about 25 books. Yes, I, I read the know. summary at the end and I, mean, and I actually memorised a couple of acronyms and I chuck them all in together just... and I. And i go right i know enough that's me enough to bamboozle but if you go deep i'm in trouble i can go wide but you <laughs> no. then said about centered you're going you're you're, you're saying um, I, I don't know what the word person was centered. So the pop- we were talking about right.
3: person centred. right where we're that's actually person focusing centered. on the individual i'm now, self-centered the as we go yeah. as we go further so, and further into this conversation that is definitely so the focus is there is you the go problem. so i'm a self-centered <laughs> synopsis self-centered.
0: reader Practice preacher and no no go go wide and not deep. George is actually what you need to be talking to. <laughs>
3: yeah, well I, but the interesting thing is that Garvin is learning because what's interesting not about the up, is that, not to shut up long
0: enough to let you have a word, but I mean yeah. soon enough.
3: <laughs> no 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 but the thing that what I'm finding is fascinating is over the last year or so and, and a lot of these a lot of these processes take time and they also need people to slow down and not to be constantly trying to race to get somewhere because it is it is a case of gradually building taking small steps small chunks and and really trying to get to know what was going we got into a little i got into a little bit of trouble with garvin yesterday because i kept going sort of uh, you're a, you're a, uh, an unconscious incompetent <laughs> I threw my hand at the screen didn't mean to be doing that
0: there everyone was to to this was uncom- yeah. uncompetent subconscious incompetent <laughs> You know, <laughs> so I, I rephrased it. Oh, there you go. I don't I even think it's incompetent. There is an
3: incompetence here, but basically, what well, it I'm, I'm is, I'm definitely we're, we're... bolting
0: them but together. But I, I know, yeah. that much,
3: but I... no, no, no. Now, George, are... I'm
0: gonna swing it back because I want to go superhero superhero here because super... Danielle is my superhero. She's oh, she, right. as I said, she's he's idolizing you, that other <laughs> hypno, guys, kick ass, hypno. So we're going, that's two superpowers you've got so far. You probably have a bunch of others in your handbag. But I mean, it's the rest of us, I I got tall. I have got tall cornered. That's about all I've got cornered at the moment in terms of my superpower. But you've got two superpowers. Are you going to use them on the next Kickstarter, Dragon's Den, to raise some funds for your for your business, that's what I want
1: <laughs> for my new cafe. Yeah, so there's yes, there's an idea there. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, have, I
1: have an idea for a cafe. Yeah, absolutely. So um, so you never know. Maybe I'll go to Dragon's Den. Yeah, and hypnotise them.
3: One of the questions I was going to ask there was that it's it's the International uh, uh, Producers Network, Film Producers Network. Is there is there any themes that are coming through? that those within you, yeah. the community are actually saying that they, their needs are? Are they starting to highlight any of those kind of ideas or, or problems or issues? What What are the main themes that they're coming up with?
10: I mean, most, most of the, the main one is that they're all looking for work. Um, you know, we did mention last week that a few of them will ask sort of questions, but a lot of the time the answer is within themselves. It, yeah, and yes. yeah. you know, it could be simple, something simple. Whereas you would just say to them, you know, pick out a hundred companies and send your email with your CV. It's for some reasons not, and not everybody thinks of these things, you know, offhand. So. Um, I mean, with, with the group, you know, there's there's lots of different content in there nowadays. And it's grown, obviously, since lockdown. Um, you know, during lockdown, there was people posting just every single day because they were at home, they couldn't work. and uh, So it's sort of like, uh, you know, like most industry industries and, you know, graphics or whatever for companies, it peaked at a certain point. Um, and then, obviously, as, you know, lockdowns, started sort of calming down a bit and people are back out and about and could film again, then obviously it it's sort of quietened yeah. down. Um, it, you know, I'm, well, unfortunately, you know, I had to throw myself back into full-time work as well. So, you know, it, it is self-running, like I say, um, but it would be nice to be able to pin pinpoint um, mm. and offer opportunities for people in there. So that's, again, it's back to...
0: It's the pain. The pain is, Donna, you're already doing eight jobs. You know, you, you can't... Yes. You, know, <laughs> you want to give more, but to give, you've got to take from somewhere else. And it's... Yes. So therefore, it, the, the strange thing is, now, And I'm like, if it paid would you swap A for B? The problem what we have, or not the problem, what we've noticed in other groups is they didn't know how to monetize it at a height that they can actually staff it properly and admit it. Because what it is, is that saying in a couple of words, uh, we need a recruitment firm because we've, there's a bunch here offering jobs and a bunch here, like, you know, want employment, but we don't know where we are because we can't, we'd have to find the, the, the funnels you know, we could get lost in here. We post something that's gone in five seconds because the way the algorithm works, because you're not, you're actually on or Facebook or you're on LinkedIn. I post something that's gone in 30 seconds. If it's not pinned, if I wasn't on with the job and I didn't see it, I'm gone. So therefore yeah. it's, it's, this is the problem with, you know, some people out there that are posting like, I guarantee you 3% of that 100% are posting. 80% are passive and they're just reading. So you're, or, or something like that's going on. So you'll find yeah. those that are posting are either doing the, the looking, they their advertising or there's others, or maybe they're trying to, you know, advertise there's a job, but, or, or maybe they're just trying to promote themselves. But in their other groups give about, they, say, they nearly call it spam because they're going, if you're successfully generating content, we could drown the group in our content. It's yeah. content, is, it, it, but if we put it in, no one else gets a chance because we can just keep on putting them in. And, and that's the problem. You're going, what the group is about, if you strip it back in functionality, it's people want a community. They want to know people in similar situations themselves. They, people, they want jobs and they want other people to help them find it. If they find one themselves and they have one, they'd like to give back and then say, well, there's another job going here where I am. You know, I, I believe in the group it will the, be. Interesting, the, the
3: interesting thing about what we're talking about there, because um, there's, there is a, a kind of anomaly there, because I know, uh, Garvin, you've talked about this in the last couple of weeks, and, and we've we've discussed this, that if we go out now to do a job, we're sucked into another system that basically eats up our time and doesn't give us back the value that we, we feel that we have to put in. Now. Uh, a, a group of producers you, you'd kind of think are they if they're jobbing producers then they're, they're they're not what we associate with producers producers are someone that initiate ideas develop them and then try to find the funding to get those things going so it will then generate work and generate uh, other other prospects for them whereas there are other producers that are like me or that i was as an editor where i just went from one edit job to another to another and they're just taking on those jobs just to pay the bills but in the end they've never actually directed their life along a certain path and what i loved about the conversation we had with you donald last week was you seem to be the kind of person that actually directs where you're going sees the connections and starts and you you're creating your own life journey which i think is the most powerful thing and that's something that I kind of feel that we need to encourage other people to do is, is don't rely on somebody else to lift you up. Find a way to create your own life story. And I think that's that's the... We've come up with this idea of the story of you. And that is suddenly becoming a very powerful thing. You mentioned earlier on that the answers that most people had were actually within them. They just weren't putting them out. And I think that's yeah. what we've got to try and nurture in, in focus. Look, look within... Yeah. Pull, pull the answer out of yourself if you need someone to guide you and talk you through go f- you've got a network of people that could share their experiences with you and start to create that bubble that energy where you suddenly realize that you guys can actually collectively create the work that you need to do that will generate an income
0: hope you enjoyed this video please subscribe and click on the bell for notifications